I was 29. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Yeah, I'm in. I'm on a call, mate. I'm on a call, mate, okay? Maiden A to Z, innit? Hello, welcome back to Maiden A to Z. Uh, my name is Eric, and with me, as always, is my uh, co-host, Jonathan. Yep. And... Reining back the troops. Indeed. It's an ongoing process. One of our very first guests, I think, for as far as I, as I can recall, I'm not sure we've been doing this for a while, but he hasn't been on in a long time. Uh, the, the, today marks the triumphant return of Mr. Ben Webster. Hey, how's it going, gentlemen? Thanks for having me. Great to have you back. Frankston. Still in Frankston? <laughs> yeah. Who knows for how long? <laughs> I know some things have changed. Like you're slinging cars now. I am slinging cars, yeah. So, but not used cars. Yeah, no. I've put away my tweed jacket. I have an uncle in the states who does uh, who does used cars, and he also sells dogs. He's very shady. <laughs> um, anyway, that's not what we want here to talk about. Sounds him. like a cool character, but I, I want to talk about Ben's yeah. uh, how he looks at work. I'm curious. I wear like a shirt and tie, and you wear like an MG vest. You know, like a, it's like right. a like a raincoat vest, vest. You know, like a padded vest. And you so, get to pick your own shirt and tie, or are they like with the company? No, no, no. I just wear my own. But we're gonna now. It's warming up. We might get polo shirts, so that'd be exciting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be very exciting! I get, get the guns out. <laughs> I heard you're good at that. Anyway, the the job that is so far so good. Yeah, sold about. Yeah. I don't know, 90 cars so far. I would imagine so. Like a winning smile, trustworthy person coming in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one out out of two ain't bad. uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, it's good. We're probably going to divide these into two episodes. So uh, the important part is what song is first in? Because I've been bad lately. I've been mixing songs up. Yeah, we screwed this up many times. Double double time screw up lately. They're like time zones. Right, right. (laughs) that's, That's always difficult. This time around, I just didn't, I didn't even bother checking. I just assumed that because I'm so bad at that. Like if someone else says that's the right time, I'm like okay, I'm sure that's I'm sure that's only up enough. <laughs> now I'm bother verifying it. We are at Montsegur, and it's fun to hear Ben because it's a little bit of a newer track. So it's fun to mm. hear uh, two things: your past relation to it and your current. No, well, no current relation apart from. Um, listening to it twice before the episode started but i bought the album i got the album the day it came out right so i've always i actually haven't bought senjutsu yet that's the only maiden album i haven't bought everything mm. else i would make a wow. i'd make a point of going buy. like you just go and buy it yeah. but i got that when it came out and i actually listened to it quite a bit so did any uh, tracks stick out back then kind of there's a song called face in the or face in the sand mm-hmm. but Kind of not, and is it Age of Innocence? Is it Age of Innocence? Is that the other Face one? in the Sun is like uh, the very dramatic. Everybody's waiting for something to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Re-listening to it just tonight, and it's just like this is actually kind of probably better than I remembered, or was probably you know, probably better than what I was expecting. I was sort of expecting. I don't know. We'll dig into it. 
geri- geriatric maiden, and it and it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> I will dig into it, and as usually, uh, I'm used to now when you're here to get some nice. Um, deep discussion on the vocal production so i'm looking forward to that mm. too because that's something you always do very well it's interesting to me yeah yeah, yeah it's, it is very interesting mm. i hope to mm. most of our listeners oh, yeah. i like it That's actually like where I started with the track. I couldn't stand that when I heard the album the first time, but I've gone way less critical towards the track over the years. I actually quite like it today. But first listen, I was like, oh, this is corny. Uh, killing and raping and... Yeah, with like, the pirate swing. <laughs> but that's a bit Invaders, which is another song that I've come to like more over the years. So I feel like this is the yeah. mil- new millennia Invaders in a way. Initially when it came out, I heard it a few days early because I was able to get it a few days early from... Uh, friend of mine who worked at a record shop at that point um and it was the some of the kind of the first album that i picked up after becoming a, a fa- so it was the first sort of collection of new music since i sort of became a fan i guess Brave same here same there. here that was the first proper but, um, new yeah so it was kind of well, there's a lot taken uh i think this one did stand out initially initially i did find it annoying because it sounds very sort of you know like over, over the, the chorus kind of uh Annoyed me a bit, and uh, you know, and now the new millennia invaders. There you go. Yeah, um, but now I, you know, I, I, I do, I do enjoy it quite a bit more now. Um, I think there's some cool guitar stuff on it. Um, I like the kind of subject matter of it. I think it's very interesting and very, you know, I'm, I'm, there's a lot I do enjoy. Sometimes, if I was going to pl- get someone who hasn't heard Maiden to uh, sort of introduce them to Iron Maiden, I probably wouldn't put this song on the list. <laughs> I think they would scare them off. <laughs> It's like a bucket list, Paul Diano. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a good summary of the song, I think. We got a little bit of everything in there, like uh, the, the, maybe the eccentric factor of it, the invaders of the new millennia, and, uh, and also maybe, actually, it's also a little bit heavy, but uh, more like Thin Lizzy, Thin Lizzy heavy than, uh, you know, uh, Pantera, for sure. It's more like Thin Lizzy heavy. So it's a lightweight heavy oh, or something. Yeah. Let's listen a bit to it. Yeah, that does. Uh, also, it's uh, I. Th- I always felt it was a short song, but it's five fifty. <laughs> uh, who wrote it, Eric? Oh, Sounds see, like yeah. Gers. Uh, Sounds Gers. like Gers. Well, Yann- Yannick, it's definitely Yannick. I know that. Gers, Dickinson, Harris. Okay, so yeah, Dickinson okay. words maybe then. I'm assuming. Uh, the intro, I feel, is a bit lackluster. Not my favorite part of the song. It's very stock maiden triplet. It reminds me of Running Wild for some reason, but that's true. The though, band and that Running goes Wild. towards pirate. Yeah. Pirate, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. something charming about Running Wild. I think, like, it's one of those bands that yes. can. I like. They can write an ugly ass riff, but it's kind of cool. They're that kind of mm. band. I just had a flashback to when I was listening to this at a friend's house. And uh, who was not a metal guy whatsoever, and he came in, listened for a second, and said it sounded sound like it sounded like a river dance, and then left the room. Uh, <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. So, uh, so spe- especially when the second guitar or the set, there's there's another the higher octave, yeah. 
Yeah, that, that really gets over the kind of... A and not a very exciting harmony either. Like, when I got Ben on here, I, li I listen... I always listen for harmony, but I listen even more when Ben's mm -hmm. around because I know he, he minds this stuff. And, you know, I, I made that Ghost of the Navigator third, third above, yeah. uh, like uh, on your on your order or something like you know for that episode <laughs> suggestion and I, I might i might try and harmonize something in this song too because you can and why not uh, i think i might have said it on the podcast already but i think those octave things are designed for live because live that sounds big that sounds it's easy to make that sound very good it's a bit harder to mm. make third sound good on a arena stadium size gig mm. uh, it's, it's much easier with those perfect <laughs> intervals you know but I also think that they probably, um, in that period, I mean, and I haven't done a, conducted a census on every song, but I think they actually probably got away from a lot of the the third type stuff yep. because it, maybe they maybe they felt they'd overused it and it was just too, you know. The 90s was about that too, actually, the 90s. But yeah. you can definitely tell on the newer albums that, especially with three guitarists, right? It's like... Yeah. I remember the guys in In Flames being very critical when this came out. It's like, why don't they use the three guitars? Uh, you know, because those guys put seven guitars yeah. in their albums. So, like, when Iron Maiden had three <laughs> guitars, why don't they even, you know? Because yeah. when you're harmonizing thirds, the two uh, individual melodies will not be parallel. So they mm. will not sound the same. It would be a bigger, it's more adventurous to me anyway. Uh, I like it, uh, but mm. you don't have to. More interesting, You don't yeah. have to, but still it's, it's Maiden, you know, like yeah. maybe they should. Uh, I think there's some uh, there's some cool harmonies kind of in the, uh, there's a post sort of solo kind of situation where you look, it's a very sort of, uh, yeah, I really like that. Um, I do think if we're talking just modern Maiden in general, I think they're yeah. kind of underutilizing uh, what they could like, like uh, our our friend from Licks of the Beast, he 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 sometimes will do these sort of things where he adds on stuff to see what, show what it might have sounded like. Yeah, that's where I got it from. Actually, the the thing I yeah. just boasted about doing, I got that from Nico Licks of the Beast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and I think I think that maybe they, um, I I think that they're having they have an over reliance nowadays on. They, now I guess they don't really do this here, but there, a lot of times there'll be a there'll be a one of the guitars just following the vocal line. Mm. In the chorus of Montego, right? Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, it happens everywhere. <laughs> Unfortunately, in, in latter period. <laughs> well, I think I think I think here it works better than it does. And like from Jiu-Jitsu, it's on like almost from pretty much every song. Yeah. For me as a kid, this was tough, but now it's kind of fun. That's the thing. So it was, it was mm. a tough listen then. Like uh, I don't I don't want to stand for this. Yeah. But now I don't. You know, I guess I don't care as much about. I agree. About being. Uh, I don't care as much about having a good music taste. <laughs> it's just my music taste anyway. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> this is cool. Hey, I gotta, I gotta focus in on this. I like this part. This I like. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a kind of counterpoint thing. But what's, what comes after, that was a problem for me as a kid. It goes major. Yeah. Heavily major. Yeah, it's, it's like, whoa. I forgot about that bit. Yeah, that was the problem for me as a kid. Like, that was way too bright. But now again, it's like, yeah. ah, ah. 
to colour change. Yeah. The verse is kind of boring. Kind of climbing, but nowhere. Climbing nowhere. Mm. And then, uh, but that gates and the walls part, I absolutely love it. I think it's one of the best parts uh, of the band. Uh, but it's just one part, you know. But uh, I think it's really strong. I, 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 I do like the verse things. I think they're very effective. I think they, especially given how sort of like, I mean, lack of better term, over the top bits of the choruses, you kind of need a kind of a, you know, a more sort of subtle or subdued um, verse situation, I feel. So I, I, for me, I feel they're, they are, they're not going nowhere. You just said where they're going. <laughs> right, that's true. Oh, well, it works in terms of uh, song structure. So yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you the right on that one. Um, and then actually, I guess it's the post-chorus that is the very major. And then I guess the yeah. chorus is that mm. part that I really like and always really have. I like uh, Bruce's voice there because he 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 does a bit of that uh, thing that he does when he gets older. But it so much fits mm. those vowels in the word Montsegur. So, mm. oh, yeah, like a very m small percentage have that flexibility of their, in their tone as they get up those into those higher registers, like you basically have to be, your natural range has to be right up there and, and you're not pushing. I mean, and, and to me, what makes someone like Bruce amazing and because Bruce is pushing to get there, I mean, I just noted, like that's, so he's hitting a D, right? So that's high to sit up there with, kind of um some sort of finesse and not sound like you're straining you know it's that's hard and I, you know i i actually like the fact that he doesn't go for those notes now it's like he sits yeah, in this me too good choice good choice he's moved himself down probably a tone and a half yeah man. with the aging voice i think you got to reinvent yourself as a singer over the over the mm. years and like even as a guitar player to be honest like i, I have to come up with new ways of, of playing like i play uh, otherwise, I will yeah. play stuff that I did before worse. So I need to change yeah. to get better. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, you notice this too, right, Ben? I just don't, <laughs> like like I, I just, played this like, better when I was I'm eighteen. Just, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, of course, I can practice. I'm just like a useless. They practice. I like, can practice I that style, practice but I'd rather make a new one. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's more fun. Yeah. So it's kind of like you lose some some of your old touch. I mean, certainly vocally. Yeah, yeah. Like any vocalist, like Hetfield, Bruce, uh, Ozzy, Halford, uh, anyone except Dio, maybe? Dio just was, was just awesome all the time. But I saw him with Heaven and Hell, and like, his, his, vo his vocal had a... I mean, and you listen to that Heaven and Hell, those Heaven and Hell records, and it's like, his, his tone changed. It had like a grainy yeah, sort of sound. more distortion that, and compression, but still yeah, as awesome yeah. to me anyway. You know? Yeah. yeah I could, well, because his voice had real gravity, to, yeah. gravitar yeah. to it. Like it was like, you know, he sounded like he was singing from a mountain, you know, or you know, like the man on a silver mountain, you know. Entertaining use of vowels all the time, like playing with yeah. the vowels to make diphthongs that didn't even exist. There's a, there's a reason why Steve Perry's not singing in Journey, you yeah. know. It's just yeah, like... Yeah. Oh, and even even like without derailing it, but even why Eric's now singing in Skid Row, it's yep. like yeah, 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 Eric is good to to have that that young tone in there that can hit all those notes with all that and do it consistently. Like to go and to go and book a forty 
a 40-date tour, you need someone who's got a super robust voice who can travel and and do this basically god tier type of singing you know it's yeah. like it's that's it's that's a massive ask for someone that's oh yeah over 50 well, but at you know, the same like, time ridiculous at the same time i wouldn't ever pick eric for the singer in judas priest for example i'd much rather have the you know the the halford with his current limitations because sometimes it's yeah, more, yeah, yeah. way more important the the person who's who's the singer of and course. the character of him than being able to hit the notes i mean you can cheat uh, all the great guys cheat a lot. That's how they are so cons- uh, consistently good. Yes. They know where to go. You know, when you hear that you're about to do one of those frogs, they can uh, leap that frog to the side. I can't, you know, I just, I'll just do the frog. So th- that's a pro. Mm. Mm. And it's, a, it's a just, I mean, we'll get off it, but like, I mean, ideally, Sebastian would be singing in that band. You know, yeah. he yep. can still he can still sing, and he still has a character, and he's he's, he's and, he, and his personality, like his persona, is unreal on stage. Mm. He's he's a, he's the deal. You I know? think he's the best in that sleazier rock metal type genre. You know, ha- yeah. hair, if you will. He's the best, I think. He you, 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 in ninety two, he was like a I call him like a petri dish singer. Like it's like. Someone created that guy. You look at him in the monkey business video and you think, Mm. where did that dude come from? It's like someone invented the perfect rock singer and he's it, you know? And added a bit of mystery because it's not like, um, what's his face? Unskinny, bop, 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 uh, poison. uh, Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels, because he's super sleaze too. But it's like uh, if you take um, uh, uh, Sebastian, he also has that little bit of dirt that that you need to be. Oh, unbelievable, mate. I thought we'd start digging into the the vocal tracks anyway. Yes. Of course, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Let's so do here it. Here we come. I stand alone in this desolate space, and death they are truly alive. Massacred innocence, evil took place. The angels were burning inside. Centuries later, Good I diction. wonder why. What secret they took to their grave? Still burning heretics under our skies Religion's still burning inside And the gates and the walls of Mansica Blood on the stones of the citadel And the gates and the walls of Mansica Blood on the stones of the citadel And the gates and the walls of Mansica Blood on the stones of the citadel And the gates and the walls of Mansica Citadel. As we kill them all, so God will know his own. The 
innocence died for the Pope and his throne. Catholic greed and its paranoid zeal. Curse of the grail and the blood of the cross. Templar believers with blood on their hands. Join in the chorus to kill on command. Burned at the stake for their soul's liberty. To stand with the Cathars to die and be free. The book of Old Testament crippled and black. Cool. Satan, his weapon is lost. He's going for it. Living this evil damnation of flesh back to the torture of life. The perfect would willingly die at the stake and all of their followers slain. As for the knowledge of God they had claimed, religion still burning inside. At the gates and the walls, open seeker, blood of the stones of the citadel. At the gates and the walls, open seeker, blood of the stones of the citadel. At the gates and the walls, open seeker, blood of the stones of the citadel. At the gates and the walls, open seeker, blood of the stones of the citadel. As we kill them all, so God will know his own. The innocents died for the Pope on his throne. Catholic greed and his paranoid zeal. Curse of the grail and the blood of the cross. Take the believers with blood on their hands. Join in the chorus to kill on command. Burn at the stake for their soul's liberty. Still burning heretics under our skies. Unreal. Very like, good. <laughs> unreal. But also... When you hear it just like this, I understand why they never they did not they did not attempt this live. I ever. thought the same thing, Eric. I thought the same thing. Like, they never played it live. What a what no. a workout! No, no, no. Yeah. It's just just how hard he like you can't underestimate how much intensity he sings with. Like he really he's going for every every vowel, every syllable, everything. He's let, he's so. He, I mean, he's he's super dramatic and. It, and and it's one vocal track, like what you know, and that I mean, what? How old would he have been then? Fifty eight. Yeah. Young. Okay, young. so younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> Maiden A to Z in it. And also extremely busy though, which is interesting because that that would, would normally be the Steve Harris mo, right? So this is uh, like maybe Bruce attempting that himself, just for kicks. Obviously, they could have had one take where he focused on one part, and another take yeah, where he would shield that part and focus on another. Well, even if he even if he did punch it in, it's still just the amount of aggression and precision. You know, he's del- he's really delivering his line and every every line. It's just like, man, you know, for all for, I should just shut up because when when I hear someone sing like that, and you just realize how fucking hard that is to do, it's like, yeah. You just got to take your hat off to the guy. It's like it's amazing that he was doing that, and he wasn't a guy that he'd sing. He'd sing in the local band thirty times a year. This dude had done thousands of gigs at the highest level, you know, or if if not a thousand gigs, like at the highest level, flying around the world doing it. Unbelievable, just to hear people do. Yeah, that's elite level stuff, you know. And as much as and it's e- and I'm gonna just I'm gonna throw myself in the bin here because it's like it's easy to be like oh the idea idea you know it's ridiculous it's so good so good I enjoy the song more with this track 
I actually prefer yeah. this version. Yeah. I'd like to add some other guitars to this. And that's like what I want to hear. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the guitars in this song. <laughs> what he should do is get the other the other three stems, yeah, the drum. And, and add guitars. The bass. And they just layer up. You and Christian yeah, just go Christian at it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. Smith, Smith. Make it a bit Smith, maybe. You know. <laughs> Smith and eyes. Smith and eyes. We're going to do another part too. Uh, your old request from years back. Uh, somewhere in Smith. Um, it's happening oh yeah, man happening. that'd be he, awesome he reached out yeah. to us and said like isn't it time to do another one and yeah of course yeah. it is oh it yes is. of course it is so looking forward to it's that it's always time to do a uh, Smith yeah. episode total Smith worship and the Smith tribute always fun so uh, Eric do you think do you agree with me that the vocals in this song are far superior to pretty much everything else maybe except for the drums I mean I mean um, Yes and no, because I mean, yeah, I do agree that they're definitely the strongest element in in the song, of course. But uh, I mean, I, I uh, well, I guess a short version of it is yes, I do agree with you. Yes, definitely, that is the strongest. That that is the that is the, and the the, the drums, like you said, the drums are really are really badass too. But I, there there is some cool guitar stuff in there. I know I know it's not not on par of the vocals, but there is some cool stuff. Sort of like I said, there's some post solo kind of. Yeah, stuff well, really we'll get into the instrumental bit. Uh, I think we can just, I guess, cap off the vocal bit here. And also, one thing sure. I noticed that is really cool is um, the that the vibrato speed uh, varies quite a bit in this song. He's got some really fast ones. Usually, he would be more yeah. for the slower, or or less tempo. But like Segur yeah. here, like vibrates like that fast uh, and very controlled. And it might, that might be something he has to do because that note is right up yeah. there in his register now. Like it's just it's just a, a function of his um his singing anatomy almost that yeah. to hit those sort of notes. and and at that speed like the song's moving you know yeah. and he's not just yeah. holding notes he's but I guess he's if really, you like um, rock and roll of any kind I think you like me would be a fan of a, a kind of pushed vocal. Uh, pushed male oh, vocal yes. because that a lot of compression yep. and distortion happens. It sounds really cool. Sounds nice and it sounds kind of neat in a way. Uh, but I also like a very clean sung style. You know that is very I just, crystal I just, clear. I just like it that it's that thing of ha- hearing a male vocal sing that hard and high. Like that adds the intensity and the intensity for me. The intensity and the emotion to it. It's the fact that. He's re- he's he's really nailing it, and it sounds like someone on the edge, yep. and that's yeah. what makes music compelling. At the you know, real music, you don't want to hear someone doing it comfortably. It's like right, this sort of music demands a guy who's basically leading the charge, going, yeah. right. and that's what it sounds like. And still, you know? of course, not being so. in over one's head. No, 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 no! That's, not that's falling over worst. while that's he leads the, the charge. No one likes that. Like, uh, it doesn't no, no. matter if you if you're tone deaf, you will hear when someone is in over their head, and you will not like it. You know, it's mm. simple as that. Mm. Vocals are very. It's a human instrument, right? You know. So. Yep. Yeah. Everyone knows. Sadly, I mean, for better or worse, everyone knows when you sing well or not. Mm. Kind of. And there's taste, of course, in the timbre and all that. A lot of people actually don't like Bruce's voice at all, and I can see that because it has a very extreme expression and uh, kind of uh, its own timbre in a way. I feel, I feel that if it's if he has the kind of voice that obviously uh, sort of can conjure up very strong positive feelings, otherwise he wouldn't all be sitting here. So if it can do that, it's sort of obviously it's going to be able to do the opposite as well for some people. Yeah. I'm a larger than life person really. So let's, uh, let's do the, the instrumental bit too. Oh, we want to do the lyrics? Uh, yeah. Oh, better idea. Lyrics and then that. Yeah. Now this is, this is, um, 
I think it's pretty fair to say the song is not particularly pro-Catholic. That's <laughs> <laughs> fitting for a recovering Catholic then. As a recovering Catholic as myself, yes. Um, so this is, uh, I'm, I'm sure that there, I'm sure this, this, this specific, this variations of the story could be, there could be many songs written about this. Like, this is probably not the only time this happened. Um, so if I recall correctly, uh, let's see in the lyrics there, uh, I mean, it's it's about a siege at a smaller uh, uh, fortress or fort, fort and uh, with the sort of the a small. I, I think I think it was referred to as a cult. I don't necessarily know that I would call it a cult. Uh, who who did not want to convert to Catholicism, so they were Pope's army. Uh, you know, save them by uh, uh, you know burning them at the stake. There you go. <laughs> That's that is essentially what happened. So kind of like a witch hunt type scenario. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. 1244, so this happened. We head first of all to the south of the region, to the heart of the Pyrenees Mountains. Perched high up here sits the Monsigur Castle. To reach the top of this medieval site, you have to walk for 30 minutes up a very steep path. Many Cathars were killed during the fall of Monsigur in 1244 after 10 long months of siege at the hands of the Crusaders. They were under papal orders to do away with those they considered to be heretics. Here, the last Cathar Parfait, a man named Guillaume Bellibast, was burnt to death on the orders of the Archbishop of Narbonne. He was brought to the stake and asked if he would renounce his Cathar faith. And the proof, of course, is that he didn't. A military campaign was waged in the 13th century by the Roman Catholic Church to exterminate the Cathars. Catharism was a Christian faith which opposed the moral, spiritual and political corruption of the Roman Church. The city of Béziers, in what is now southern France, was known for its culture, liberalism and tolerance of all faiths. On July 22, 1209, the Pope's massive army of 30,000 men demanded the surrender of 200 Cathar heretics living within the city walls. Bézier's own Catholics refused to betray their fellow citizens, and a bloody massacre followed. No one was spared, not even those who took refuge in the Catholic churches. When asked by a crusader how to tell Catholics from Cathars once they had taken the city, the papal legate infamously replied, Kill them all. God will know his own. Bézier was looted and burned. The city's entire population of 20,000 men, women, and children were slaughtered within three hours. Like sometimes it does, like sometimes these, these kind of, when they do these kind of songs, they kind of jump perspectives every now and again. But I think this is mainly told from the people trying to defend themselves more so than the... And they're, they're going to get burnt? Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what happened. <laughs> still burning her heretics under our skies. Religion is still burning inside. It is sort of funny with the 
uh, very cheerful. You know, uh, melodies, <laughs> the con- the uh, contrast, you know. But that could have also been kind of in line. I mean, this is—I don't know. This is how they were thinking. This is just me having fun with the idea. But you know, when these people, when they were, when they were doing this, they thought, you know, they, in their mind, they were, they were, in fact, saving these people. They're saving their souls. So I guess they were probably somewhat cheerful about that. That's a good, you're, you know. <laughs> but so I don't know. That's the, what they're implying in the melody. But it's it's funny because there's something very entertaining with very cheerful, you know, music to a very dark subject matter. I mean. Uh, like the Misfits, not that it sounds like the Misfits whatsoever, obviously, but they, you know, they have horrendous lyrics about, you know, all kinds of horrendous stuff, but all in a very punky, kind of happy kind of. Apparently, uh, Van Halen Jump is a suicide song. <laughs> David Roth said so. Like it's the same. He said it's the age-old trick of having a, a happy melody and singing about something very grave. There you go. Yeah, might as well. Might as well jump. A bit of instrumental stuff should be should be dealt with, right? Indeed. This is very much Fallen Angel or something, you know. That sounds very much like too that. much, I would say. No. I remember noticing that way back when. I don't like this part. Yep. Ben's fave. Yep. Look <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Yeah, this is good. This is cool, yeah. Then this little part, also very Janik, you know, Dream of Mirrors or something. Yeah. Well, this is, sounds more composed, whereas the other one is just the, the classic improvise. It just sounds like what they do is they go to that, that B section. They just substitute the chords from that B section's lift, and then he sings over that instead because it's 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 like E A D. Yeah, but he sings the same melody, right? He yeah, but he sings the same melody over it. Yeah. song is a bit long i would say too long and the instrumental part a little bit underwhelming for me uh, overall uh, i like the solo 
didn't like what happened before the solo and I liked what happened after the solo. So this song is like a hit miss for me all, all right. the way through. Uh, I want to like it, but I don't love it. It was better than our solo, Ben. What did you think? <laughs> oh, it's like, just uh, a, I think it was pretty a pretty good girl solo that one. Actually. Uh, the, uh, the solo, it's not to my taste. <laughs> it's just a, a Yannick solo, like where he, where he just it just sounds. I mean, he improvises, and it's like that's cool. That's his thing, you know. That probably brings that to the band being as diplomatic as I can about it. But um, yeah, I prefer something that's a bit more. I don't know, when you've got good chords, like a strong chord structure, you know, it's good to hear chord tones in the solo, some sort of arc to it, you know, whereas... Marty Friedman style, you know, uh, he's great at that. He's great at that. And he's very, he's very particular about knowing what tones are underneath. So is Adrian. Uh, I would venture guess Janik is not very particular about mm. what's underneath. Yeah, it's just, it's just what he... It's his style and it's just part of the band and it's not, a, it's not something that super appeals to me like I, I much prefer the more structured right. stuff but that's cool you know it's, he writes his song too he wrote it so it's um F- final question on that point though uh what about dave murray well, what do you think about his free he, he's even freer kind of but he's david more memorable mm. he always hits great bends you know he, he likes to overbend as well so you know, like uh yeah that's the the gilmore like the th- the like tone and a half yeah, yeah, but that's yeah, the three semitones. Yeah, the contrast between him and Adrian's styles is what really gave him. It set the template. I mean, and I don't want to go on another a tangent, but what I've worked—I mean, not what I've worked out—but it really is when you listen to something that's had such a. The got you guys have got the benefit of not being bogged down by listening to them at nine years old. <laughs> you know when 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 these albums like Power Slave and that come out, but it's like what I'm listening for is when I hear Iron Maiden in my brain, it's a certain neural network lights up. That's it's basically dedicated to Iron Maiden, and that's that's always there. And it's so far down in my wiring that when I hear these kind of deviations to the formula, All right, yeah, right, my brain goes, zzz, zzz, "What's it do, dude?" That's not right, you know? So it's – and that's why I think about all this kind of nostalgia stuff. It's like this familiarity that you've got when you've heard that original oh, I stuff. Have that with, with so you guys, the, bands, you know. the dudes that have, have heard – have sort of come in on his era are kind of got like – you know, it's in the it's in their wiring, you know? Yeah, yeah he was in the start. Yeah, since yeah. the start from, you know, uh, listening to Best of the Beast, plenty of yeah, stuff. And that, so so, yeah, and that's, so that's the thing. I've sort of – I've kind of weighed down by this thing in my brain where it's like, Dude, get Adrian to solo on that. You know, like I'm, I'm trying not to. I'm just trying to be looser with everything. A final point on that solo thing is that uh, it was interesting actually that Christian, uh, who, who does uh, of course all the uh, Adrian Smith stuff, and he's a big fan. He actually said that uh, Dave Murray has the strongest identity as a lead player in the mm. band, and I would agree with that. That uh, Smith is clearly like v- way musical, but Dave is very much Dave. And I like yeah, that of about, course. Yeah. about his style. And I guess I like that about Yannick too. It's just that Dave is better. Yeah. Um, I think we should uh, kind of cap off the song, list or not. Uh, I'll go in first and say no. No, I'm going to say no too. And then Ben just comes in and saves it. No, I'll put it there. Nah, nah, I'm not going to save it. It's, um, 
Well, you, it, it's, 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 it's the top 50, so you've got seven albums. The first seven, you've got six songs off every of those albums. So that's that's 42 songs. So you've got eight songs from like 25 years you can put on that list. But you can look at the first one, like top 100, really, and then it's going to get slimmed down. It's more, but it's not even top 100, to be honest. For me, not even, I wouldn't say. I mean, I don't know, maybe top 100, but... I thought you were doing 50. Were you doing 50? Yeah, 50, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, uh, we're, we're a big part of it is actually what happens next step. I think oh, this yeah. is more kind of like oh, you know, okay. the first, uh, the first uh, step of refining. Okay, gotcha. The next step is, is way more critical. You know? We probably reverse it next step. Uh, uh, like now, it's okay if only one in the panel likes it, yep. and then maybe it will be everyone has to like it. Yeah, otherwise, Fair it goes, something like that. We'll figure that out. We will. We will. Can we put the vocal track in the top fifty? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'll put that there. Yeah. Maybe so. Great vocal <laughs> track, you know? Man. Right. So up the irons and... Cheers from Australia. The siege lasted two weeks. Those still alive surrendered and were forced to leave Carcassonne forever without possessions or even clothing. In the end, any Cathars who refused to recant their heresy either went into hiding or were tortured, hanged or burned. <laughs>